In today's brief, we'll talk about cluster munitions, the Pope, and Elon Musk. I'm Yulia, and today is Saturday, September 9th, 2023, and we are in Kyiv, Ukraine. You're listening to the Ukraine War Brief Podcast, where we bring you up to speed on the war in Ukraine in about 20 minutes or less. Let's get started with the news in Ukraine from the front. The General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, GSAFU, reported that on September 7th, Russian losses included 23 tanks, 23 armored combat vehicles, ACVs, 31 artillery systems, 29 drones, UAVs, one multiple launch rocket system, MLRS, one anti-aircraft system, and 640 personnel. Aww, sad. Ukrainian forces have had some success on the southern front, according to the GSAFU, driving Russian forces out of their positions near Klishchivka, southwest of Bakhmut, and repelling Russian counterattacks near Orikhovo-Vasilivka, both in Donetsk Oblast. Near Robotane in Zaporizhia Oblast, Russian forces had created a strong point on a hill south of the city, exploiting the local geography to their significant advantage. Over the last week, Ukrainian forces from the 15th Brigade were able to take the positions. And while Russia launched multiple counterattacks in an effort to regain the high ground, the AFU held them back, reportedly resulting in massive Russian casualties. The GSAFU reported unspecified successes near Robotne and Verbove, 10 or so kilometers to the east. According to Ukrainian National Guard official Mykola Urshalovich, Russia is redeploying troops to the southern front from other areas in response to Ukraine's advances in Zaporizhia Oblast. There is more going on that we could analyze and speculate on, but out of respect for operational security, we'll keep it to ourselves for now. BBC News reported yesterday that at the end of June, a British veteran who had been fighting with the Foreign Legion in Ukraine, 31-year-old Jordan Chadwick, was found apparently executed in a body of water with his hands tied behind his back. An investigation into his death is set to begin in February 2024. We'd like to bring to spotlight the 5th Separate Reconnaissance Brigade, who is in desperate need of five Mavic drones. Their fundraiser is now open both in Monobank and through PayPal, and you can contribute through the links that can be found in the description below. Five randomly selected donors are going to win quite unique prizes. One of them, a limited edition coin with the battalion's name, a coin from the White House, or a flag signed by the hero of Ukraine who serves in the battalion. We would really like to help the boys with their fundraiser, so we hope you'll contribute. On the home front, Russian forces launched 33 Shahed-136-131 drones at Ukraine overnight on September 6th to 7th, in multiple waves targeting Sumy and Odessa oblasts. The Ukrainian Air Force reported 25 of the UAVs were intercepted, almost all of which were over Odessa oblast. Two people were injured, and grain elevator and administrative buildings were damaged in the attack, the fourth in the last five days. Russian missiles launched yesterday morning struck a police station in Krivirih in Dnipropetrovsk oblast, killing a police officer and wounding 72, 35 of whom were hospitalized. Nearby residential buildings were also damaged in the attack. Russian aerial bombs in Kherson oblast reportedly killed three civilians and injured four. 
The Security Service of Ukraine, the SBU, announced on September 6th that it had arrested four customs officials in Odessa, Lviv, and Zhitomir oblasts for alleged corruption schemes. A taxation official in Odessa has reportedly already been served a notice of suspicion in the same investigation. According to the SBU, the detained officials accepted bribes in exchange for facilitating the expedited importation of goods for business owners, enabling the circumvention of import duties. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky officially introduced the new Minister of Defense, Rustem Umerov, and identified five priorities assigned to the Ministry of Defense, MOD, including strengthening the central role of the MOD in the defense sector, expanding international partnerships, reforming the military to meet NATO standards, curbing corruption, primarily through digitization, and putting soldiers first, as, quote, the Ukrainian soldier is a key priority of the defense forces. A new philosophy of values towards Ukrainian soldiers is needed. People are not consumables, end quote. Speaking of corruption, let's talk about the Russian Federation and effectively occupied Belarus. The commander of the Russian 1st Special Purpose Air and Missile Defense Army, Major General Konstantin Agienka, was reportedly detained this week on charges of bribery, alleging that Agienka colluded with Russian 4th Air Defense Division Commander Major General Dmitry Belatsky on the allocation of state defense property to an as-yet-unnamed civilian organization. Russian sources have recently complained that the increased drone attacks in Moscow are due to failures of Russian air defense, and Agienko's removal could be a response to those allegations. According to an international watchdog group Cluster Munition Coalition, Russian forces' broad use of cluster munitions in Ukraine in 2022 resulted in the highest number of casualties from the weapons in more than a decade. The coalition has for years pushed for the eradication of cluster munitions. Some assessment. In most cases worldwide, civilian casualties from cluster munitions are due to unexploded munitions left behind after a conflict. It must be noted that Russia is intentionally targeting civilian concentrations in Ukraine with cluster munitions in order to inflict the maximum number of casualties. The Institute for the Study of War, ISW, reported that Russia can only produce a small number of caliber cruise missiles and an even smaller number of Iskander missiles each month, and are incapable of replenishing their pre-2022 stocks. There are also reports that Russia is struggling to get its hands on modern optical equipment, electronics, chips, circuits, and other so-called gray imports, and can't meet their needs through smuggling alone. According to Russian sources, the Russian defense industry is reportedly short on rubber production necessary to replace worn tires for military equipment vital to frontline operations, despite Russian authorities claiming that a solution would be found by the middle of last month. The situation apparently hasn't changed as of early September, and those Russian sources note that the increasing wear on tires will make it more challenging for wheeled vehicles to move in muddy, rainy, and icy conditions and the mud season in Ukraine is likely only a month or two away. Well, let's account for climate change, so maybe three. If you're enjoying the episode, please rate us and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to us via email at social at borlingen.media. 
That's B-O-R-L-I-N-G-O-N dot media. Next up, news worldwide. Estonian Prime Minister Kaja Kallas spoke at the Open Government Partnership Global Summit this week, stating that cyberspace is a critical front line in the war, calling for international collaboration to address cyber threats posed by Moscow, and saying that technology must be used as a tool to uphold democratic values. Note here from the host. Even though Kaya Kalas decided to use the word front in terms of informational warfare, Ukrainians try not to do so. The only front that really exists is the military front in Ukraine. Everything else is informational outreach, informational warfare, or simply contributing to informational space. Romania is increasing the defense of its airspace after debris from a fallen Shahed drone was found on Romanian territory following a drone strike on Ukrainian ports across the Dunai River. As of the time of recording, the exact source of the debris remains unconfirmed. A NATO spokesperson stated that Romania briefed member nations about the possibility that debris could be the remains of a Russian-launched drone during a meeting of the alliance on September 6th, noting that, quote, We continue to monitor the situation closely, and we remain in close contact with our ally Romania, end quote. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg clarified on September 7th that NATO sees no indication that the debris is the result of a deliberate Russian attack against Romania. Deliberate or not, the one in Poland wasn't deliberate either, yet resulted in two deaths. Moldova wasn't deliberate either. Nothing is ever deliberate with Russia, yet it happens. United States Secretary of State Anthony Blinken announced during a joint press conference with Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmytro Kuleba that the U.S. will transfer $5.4 million to Ukraine for the support and rehabilitation of Ukrainian veterans. The source of the money? Russian oligarchs. According to Secretary of State Blinken, quote, For the first time, we're transferring to Ukraine assets seized from sanctioned Russian oligarchs which will now be used to support Ukrainian military veterans, end quote. Finally. You may remember on August 25th, when Pope Francis appeared in a video directed towards young Russian Catholics in which he told them they were the heirs of the, quote, great Russian empire, end quote. The Kremlin was, of course, thrilled and praised the Pope for his alleged knowledge of Russian history. On Wednesday, Ukrainian Eastern Orthodox Catholic bishops met with the Pope and made clear to him that his comments about Russia were being used by Moscow to justify a, quote, murderous ideology and are, quote, painful and difficult for the Ukrainian people who are currently bleeding in the struggle for their dignity and independence, end quote. After the meeting, the bishops issued a statement saying that their two hours with Pope Francis was, quote, frank conversation. Note from your host here, one of the public figures I wish we could take the microphone from the most is Pope Francis. When he made a Ukrainian refugee boy from Mariupol, whose entire family died, walk alongside a Russian, quote, refugee, end quote, whose entire family died fighting in Ukraine, on Easter to show solidarity, I truly wondered, what is wrong with the Pope's perception of the aggression in Ukraine to allow that to happen? Time and time again, he proves to be unfit to speak on the situation. CNN reported that the so-called businessman and tech bro Elon Musk 
secretly ordered the Starlink satellite connection near the coast of Russian-occupied Crimea to be shut down in order to disrupt a Ukrainian drone attack on the Russian Black Sea Fleet in Sevastopol. According to American journalist and Musk biographer Walter Isaacson, Musk had apparently spoken to Russian officials and believed that Russia could use nuclear weapons in response, making his decision out of fear of escalation. Musk denied that he deactivated Starlink communications near Crimea last year, claiming that they had not been active in the region in the first place. He said that he received a request from, quote, government authorities, end quote, to activate Starlink, quote, all the way to Sevastopol, the obvious intent being to sink most of the Russian fleet at anchor. If I had agreed to their request, then SpaceX, which operates Starlink, would be explicitly complicit in a major act of war and conflict escalation, end quote. Musk also allegedly distributed to his biographer his confidential conversations with Ukraine's Minister of Digital Integration, Mikhailo Fedorov. Some assessment here? Musk doesn't seem to have a problem with being complicit in the deaths of hundreds of Ukrainian civilians who were killed by Russian missiles subsequently launched by the Black Sea Fleet. The Starlink systems were purchased to use by Ukraine. Elon Musk is a business owner and should not be interfering in international conflicts or diplomatic affairs. In addition to his dubious actions regarding Starlink, the EU released a report last week outlining how Musk had personally assisted in the spread of Russian propaganda on his social media platform Twitter. The degree of control Musk has over communication networks via Starlink and Twitter is problematic. And some in the infospace have called for Starlink to be nationalized, and Musk's reported contact with Russian officials formally investigated. Seconded. And finally, let's talk military and tech. The U.S. Department of Defense unveiled yet another significant security assistance package for Ukraine worth 175 million U.S. dollars. The funds were previously authorized under the Presidential Drawdown Authority, and the equipment to be provided includes air defense equipment, various types of ammunition including depleted uranium-120 mm munitions for Abrams tanks, tow anti-tank guided missiles, anti-armor systems, small arms ammunition, tactical air navigation systems, secure communication systems and support equipment, demolition munitions for clearing obstacles, etc. The New York Times, citing anonymous American officials, reports that the U.S. will supply Ukraine with another batch of cluster munitions soon, allegedly saying that the munitions are key to preserving the recent achievements in the Ukrainian counteroffensive. While the supply of cluster munitions to Ukraine has been controversial, there are strict conditions under which Ukraine has agreed to use them, including reporting comprehensively on their usage to the Pentagon. According to U.S. Department of Defense Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh, quote, Ukrainians are extremely effective on the battlefield. We see how the progress in their counteroffensive has been achieved. We are watching how and where they use cluster munitions. We think they're using them efficiently and responsibly, end quote. And that's the brief for today. Remember to check your sources and don't fall for propaganda. If you happen to have heard some snoring during this episode, yes, it is a French bulldog. Yes, she is Ukrainian. Yes, I am bringing her home with me to the United States. She is a lovely little pup who was rescued by Boskokos, 
a brachycephalic breed rescue in Zaporizhia. We are going to be doing an interview with them this week, so stay tuned and maybe you'll find a furry friend in need of a family as well. Join us on YouTube and TikTok for more Ukraine content and live news reports. And please, consider supporting our work on Substack. You'll find the links in the description. We'll be back on Monday with more updates. Until then, stay safe everyone. Bobachamos!